when the Arcadia School was still an arts colony with famous musicians, poets, and painters who all collaborated, a word she used frequently, and invested with some magical import. Even Virgil Nash, the famous painter and one of the first teachers at the colony, had played the mandolin. Over the phone, I'd had to listen to a long anecdote about Virgil Nash and some women potters before getting a momentary chance to ask her what I did after we passed the apple orchard. Turn left at the sign of the White Witch. I have the directions on a post-it note affixed to the dashboard. Poor man's GPS, I quipped to Sally earlier, forgetting her banning of jokes. But they won't do me much good if I can't see the orchard or the sign. Do those look like apple trees? I ask, not really expecting a response from my plugged-in daughter. She gives herself away, though, by glancing out the window at the hobble-branched shapes looming out of the fog on the left side of the road. Hey, she says, peeling the buds out of her ears. Those remind me of that story you used to read to me when I was little. Trees like gnomes on crutches, marching through the mire. They are those trees, I say, trying to keep my voice flat. Enthusiasm, another emotion under interdiction, is a surefire way to scare off any nascent curiosity in Sally. I'm thrilled, though, that she remembers the story. Remember I told you that the two women who wrote and illustrated the story, Vera Beecher and Lily Eberhardt, lived here? Oh, yeah, the lesbians you're writing about. We don't know that they were lesbians, honey. I point out, wondering what her current stance on lesbianism is. Last year, there was a flurry of nervous emails among the mothers of Sally's friends about a new trend in bisexual experimentation, which basically boiled down to Jessica Feingold having made up a story about two girls making out at her sweet 16. When I asked Sally about it, she dismissed the whole incident as fallout from a recent TV episode, which featured two girls kissing. Then she told me I was no longer allowed to use the words sexuality, gender, or making out. Unmarried women often lived together back then. That's how the art colony was started. Some women artists from the city banded together to live up here so that they could work as artists instead of having to get married and spend their time raising families. I pause, wondering if I've just made it sound like having children and pursuing an artistic career are mutually exclusive, and how I could explain that back then, in the 20s and 30s, they often were. These women met at an art school in New York and decided they could pursue careers as artists better if they didn't marry. One of them, Vera Beecher, offered her family estate. Then a bunch of other artists joined them. Like a hippie commune? Sally asks. Sort of. Only this was in the late 20s and early 30s, way before hippies. They called themselves bohemians or socialists. It was even before beatniks. I know, Mom, like Audrey Hepburn in those Gap ads. Yes, well, anyway, they called it Arcadia after the town, of course, but also because Arcadia was a place in Greece where life was supposed to be perfect. And was it? She asks. Was it what? Was life here, she rolls her eyes, perfect? Well, nothing's perfect, I begin, but then I realize how often I have given her this speech over the last ten months. She doesn't have to roll her eyes, 
I'm as bored with the concept as she is. For a time, yes, they were able to live off money they made doing illustrations for fashion magazines and children's books, which gave them the freedom to do paintings. Vera Beecher was commissioned to do the murals for a college in Pennsylvania, and together she and Lily Eberhardt wrote and illustrated fairy tales. That one I used to read you? The Changeling Girl? Was that what it was called? Yes, I say, hardly daring to say more. So glad am I that she remembers our old favorite bedtime story. That was their first fairy tale. They went on to write others, and they became so popular that they had enough money to start the school. The proceeds from the fairy tales still fund scholarships for high school students who are talented in writing, visual arts, or music. Like you, I'm tempted to add, but I don't, because the last time I told her she was talented, she told me that it felt like I was pressuring her.